This is episode 10 of How to Be a Steminist. Today I'll be talking about how to achieve gender equality in STEM. Now, this is such a massive problem that our fields face, so I hope that I can shed some light on the things that you can do today. This is the How to Be a Steminist podcast. I'm your host, Tiffany, a proud woman in STEM. To me, being a steminist means creating a wildly fulfilling career without compromising your family or social life. Because when you love your whole life, you become a living example that a career in STEM is where it's at. I'm on a mission to equip women in STEM around the world with strategies to take back control of their career progression, navigate those difficult and awkward gender equality issues, and stop balancing work with life and start enjoying it. If you want to learn all the things no one else teaches you about being a woman in STEM, you've come to the right place. Let's get stuck in. Oh my goodness, this is such a big week for my podcast because we have reached double digits. We're up to episode one zero. So I started this podcast in the middle of the coronavirus lockdown when I realized I had a little bit too much time on my hands. So I kind of jumped in and created this podcast just to see how it would go. And I always said to myself, I'd do 10 episodes and see what the feedback is, if people are actually enjoying it. Um, if people are learning things from the episodes that I'm putting out. And so far, I'm really pleased to say that I have received so much amazing feedback. So I've had people message me on LinkedIn and Instagram, leave me reviews on iTunes, and the feedback doesn't just make me feel really proud of what I've created, but it also tells me what you want to listen to more and the things that maybe I could have added more to or some of the topics that I could talk about even further. So if you've been listening along to the episodes each week and you haven't messaged me yet, I would really love to hear from you. Firstly, I want to know which episodes you have been enjoying and what you would like to hear in the future. I really encourage you to reach out to me either via LinkedIn, Instagram, or via a review on iTunes. Now, I wanted to share some of the podcast statistics with you before we get stuck into today's topics. And it's really, really evident based on the number of downloads per episode that you are all really interested in the topic of gender inequality in STEM. So if I look at all the downloads for episodes um, up till episode nine, number three has the most downloads, followed very closely, secondly, uh, by episode number one, which is an introduction. So it tells me that you are interested in learning more about gender inequality and maybe how you can navigate really awkward situations. And also that you're curious about learning more about me. So that's why I have actually chosen today's topic, how to achieve gender equality in STEM. Firstly, whose fault is gender inequality in STEM? It depends who you ask. 
So if you speak to teachers and parents of school kids, they will say that, you know, their their daughters aren't interested in studying STEM because they don't have any senior female role models. They don't have anyone in their lives who work in STEM, or if they do, maybe they just don't really talk about it enough. In society, in movies, in billboards and posters and everything, most people who are well-known in STEM are males and they're more prominent. So where are the female role models? So that's the answer you'll get from someone who has an interest in younger kids. But then if you go and ask a workplace whose fault is gender inequality in STEM, they'll say, oh, well, there aren't enough females coming up through the pipeline Therefore, you know, we don't have enough junior females to begin with. So how are we ever going to achieve gender equality? So you can see here that schools are pointing the finger at workplaces and workplaces are pointing the finger at schools. So I would say the problem is what I'd call a chicken and egg scenario. Who knows where it starts? So let's firstly talk about school school aged children. Statistics show that girls lose interest in STEM subjects between the ages of 11 and 16. Now, I've talked about this a couple of times before, but, you know, what do you think happens between the age of 11 and 16? Puberty. Girls undergo this massive transformation in their mindset. They start becoming hyper aware of their surroundings and they start copying older females. They're really, really aware of societal norms. All they want to do is fit in with society and they don't want to stand out. And I don't know about you, I just remember science class became boring when we got to high school. I remember in primary school, it was so much fun. We were doing all these really fun experiments. And then when I got to high school, it was all about, you know, learning really boring things. We were like copying things off whiteboards and it was just no, there was nothing interesting about it anymore. So that's a separate issue too. If we go over to the workplace scenario now, Many senior leaders in STEM will say, well, there's no way that we can achieve gender equality because there's just not enough women in the pool. And, you know, if you look at the number of females graduating from STEM subjects or STEM studies, there's not a 50-50 split. So you could never actually achieve gender equality anyway. Again, if you look at the statistics, you'll see that a lot of females who graduate from STEM studies never actually even enter the workforce. So before they start work, we've already lost a bunch of females. And then when women do end up in the workforce, many of them leave when they reach mid to senior levels. And this is because the more senior you become, the less females there are and the less female support there is. So, I mean, I hope I haven't really discouraged you from ever um, achieving gender equality in your workplace because I've got some positive things to share as well. 
My main focus is on helping women who are already working in STEM careers or just about to graduate from their STEM studies and enter the workforce. The reason for this is because firstly, there's so much work being done at school age now, which I think is incredible. And I hope that continues on. Lots of STEM workplaces are going out, doing school outreach programs, doing really fun experiments with kids, going to high schools and doing talks about their everyday lives and what they could expect from a career in STEM. But the other reason is I believe we are almost setting these kids up to fail once they enter the workforce. The reason I say this is because you can do all this work getting kids really interested in STEM, but the more senior they get, the more females drop out. So just like I was saying before, workplaces are not doing enough to support their women. Most of the leaders still don't understand the needs of women, why women find it difficult in male-dominated workplaces, how to support them, and the actual severity of the problem. So many STEM leaders still don't understand the fact that not having gender diverse workplaces is a serious issue and will have lots of impacts to the business if they don't fix it. And it is their responsibility. I do just want to say that this is not all STEM leaders. I definitely know some amazing STEM business leaders who do get it, who do understand the importance of gender equality and how to support their female staff. So hopefully more and more of these will emerge and you'll be able to work with some of them as well. Gender diverse workplaces make more money, have more engaged staff and are able to attract much better talent and also retain them. So I guess STEM business leaders who aren't addressing the gender diversity issue, maybe they don't want those things. No, I'm just kidding. I think they just don't understand the impact that it can have on their business outcomes. So while I do try and do my best to educate these STEM business leaders on the things that they could gain if they worked on gender diversity, I also realize that my main audience of people who listen to this podcast, you guys can't wait for STEM business leaders to get on board there's, there's no way you can wait for that. It's going to take ages. So I want to tell you how you can handle this issue yourself. So while lots of things need to happen in the wider society for gender diversity and gender equality to be achieved in STEM, there are things that you can do in your own world. The number one thing you can do as a woman in STEM to achieve gender equality in STEM is, wait for it, to enjoy your job. I know it sounds simple and maybe irrelevant, but really that is the number one thing you can do. Enjoy your job because when other women see you loving your STEM job, then they're going to want to join STEM as well. If you're in a job right now and you don't like it, Do something about it because it's not just for you, but it's for everyone around you. 
please, for goodness sakes, do something about it. I posted something up the other day on LinkedIn about having three choices when you don't love your job. You can either do something to make a change in your current job. You can change jobs. And then the third choice is to continue not loving your job and just doing nothing about it. And unfortunately, most people will choose option three. They don't do anything about it. They just accept the fact that a job is not something to be loved. It's just something that you've got to go to from nine to five every Monday to Friday. If you're listening to this right now, and you don't love your job, you wake up every weekday dreading the day ahead, you hate Sunday evenings because you just know you've got to have a you know a whole week ahead of you doing this work that you don't love, then I really encourage you to do something about it. If you're struggling with something at work, find someone to talk about it with. If you don't have anyone to talk about it with, I am always here. So send me a message on Instagram or LinkedIn. I'll leave the links to my profiles in the show notes today. But come and talk to me. Tell me what your struggles are and let's see if we can figure it out. You might also have friends or colleagues who might be able to help you reorder your thoughts and come up with an action plan. The most important thing is that you do something about it. I'm all about action as a career strategist and coach. If there's something you're not happy with, do something to change it because you deserve better. And also when you treat yourself with respect, it encourages other women to do so as well. They'll see you loving your job. They'll know that it is possible to have a job in STEM that women love, and they'll be encouraged to do the same for themselves. A quick recap on today's episode. Gender inequality in STEM is a chicken and egg scenario. Schools are saying there aren't enough female role models to encourage kids to study STEM subjects. Then workplaces are saying there aren't enough females who are studying STEM subjects to actually join the workforce. So the only way to solve this problem is to work on both of them. There's already a lot of work being done for school-aged kids, lots of school outreach being done already, but not enough being done for the women who are already working in the STEM workforce. So what do we need to do? Well, we kind of need business leaders in STEM to step up their game and really acknowledge that there is a problem that they have the responsibility to fix. But, you know, most of you listening out there, you might not want to wait for all of that to happen. So how can you actually take control of that yourself? Well, you can do what's right for you. You can make sure that you have a job that you love waking up to every morning because when other females see you loving your STEM job, they're going to be wanting a piece of that action as well. So if you don't love your job, take some sort of action to do something about it. And if you don't know what to do, come and speak to me. Come and message me on LinkedIn, on Instagram or via my website And just tell me what your challenges are and let's work it out together. 
I know what it feels like to have a STEM job you don't love. I've been in a couple of those before myself. And I also know what it feels like to be lonely in a workplace, to not have anyone to turn to and not have any support. So this is what I've dedicated my life's work to, to support you. If you're in this situation, come and speak to me. Just send me a quick message and I will be able to help you at least create some sort of next step in order to create that positive outlook on your career. Did you enjoy this episode? And do you think that other women in STEM might benefit from it too? If so, I would love it if you could take a screenshot of your phone right now or a photo of wherever you're listening to this podcast and share it on Instagram and tag me. I would love to know what you got out of it and why you think other women should listen to it too. Okay, some of you might be wondering, what can I expect from the next 10 episodes of this podcast? Well, I'm going to be doing a bit of experimenting with interviews. So I'm hoping to interview a few STEM business leaders, a few women who are currently working in STEM, and I'm going to experiment with a couple of different topics as well. I'll be talking about things like how to self-promote without feeling icky and maybe some other really practical things that you can actually take into your workplace and action in your everyday life. If there are topics that you want to learn about that you haven't been able to find a good answer to anywhere else or you just want to hear my perspective on it, again, send me a message on your favorite Um, social media platform and I would love to hear about it so that I can serve you the best as I can. Until next Wednesday, I can't wait to speak to you then and take care.